You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show, and I am your host, Rick Franzi. As promised, Jerry Fink, Managing Partner at the Baskin Group LLC, is our focus guest for the next two segments. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show may be the answer. Each month, our advertisers gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. Our exclusive prospect engagement program delivers up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year. If you'd like to learn more, contact Rose Chamora, 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. Don't call her right now because she's in the studio and I don't need her phone ringing while we're doing an interview with Jerry Fink. Welcome to the program, Jerry. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Let's start simply by asking you, share a little bit about your professional background. What did you do before you became the managing partner at the Bascom Group? Well, before starting the Bascom Group with my two other partners, uh, David Kim and Derek Chen, I worked at Pacific Life Insurance Company in the real estate department. And uh, they're a very large company. They did a lot of institutional real estate uh, buying and selling properties across the country, uh, mainly larger institutional assets. And I started my career... uh, going to school in real estate, and that's where I met my two uh, two partners. So I went to school in real estate, started my career at Pacific Life Insurance Company as a real estate analyst, uh, worked there for five years, and in 1995-96, uh, got together with my uh, partner David Kim and Derek Chen, and we put a business plan together to capitalize off the real estate market in California back in the mid-90s when it was depressed. Right. What a time to start. So, But you saw an opportunity. Exactly. Back in the early 1990s, uh, the real estate market crashed. Yeah. No different than 2008 to 2009. And so we saw the opportunities that were out there, and we mainly focused on Southern California. Uh, you had def- defense layoffs. You had a national recession. You had fires, riots. You name it in Southern California. Home prices dropped 30 40%. So we thought it'd be a perfect time in the real estate cycle to acquire, reposition, and renovate uh, value-added multifamily properties. So is let's fast forward to today in the Baskin Group. Are those three elements still pillars of what the Baskin Group does? You said acquire, reposition, and renovate. Is That's that still the philosophy? Yeah, we really we look to uh, buy from distressed sellers or sellers that have not put the capital in their properties to maintain that. Second is we look to uh, renovate or reposition the properties. And third is we stabilize it and ultimately sell it for hopefully a profit. I see. And you focus on what sector? Uh, multifamily communities. And typically those are 50 units and larger. Okay. And uh, uh, our typical property size might be a 200 to 300 unit community. Okay. Typically built in the 1970s or 1980s. And it's, and it's showing its age? It's showing its age, and you know, one time it was a Class A property, but right. you know, ten, twenty, thirty years, and it's no different than your house, where if you don't put the money into it and uh, don't reinvest, upgrade your kitchens and your flooring, your bathrooms, uh, these properties can, you know, get tired, and so they need, right. as we describe it, sometimes a facelift to bring it back to modern standards. And does that mean that during tough economic times, 
from a housing market perspective, the Bascom Group has more of an opportunity, or is there always an opportunity for what you're doing? Well, two things. We, we believe there's always an opportunity because we look for mismanaged properties. We look for distressed properties. We look for areas going to add value. But we think this great recession that happened in uh, or occurred in 2008, <clears throat> we thought really presented one of the best opportunities of our lifetime. It must have. And because this is a, you know, once in a 500-year type flood, so to speak. Let's hope. Where we, we think From so. your and, lips to... Exactly. Right. And we just saw incredible opportunities that happened. And so even though we had, you know, had our own share of challenges in the downturn, our goal was to really, you know, benefit off some of the opportunities that happened in the downturn. And what happened in the downturn, too, we saw with a lot of sellers is that they uh, withheld on capital improvements. And because the rents were lower and their expenses were higher and they had higher vacancy, a lot of owners didn't have the cash flow to put back into property. So a lot of these assets out there and uh, multifamily properties out there didn't get the reinvestment of capital. Right. And it's no different than a homeowner who may have a roof that's 15, 20 years old and it's failing. You know, when times are tight, you're not replacing it. But then leaks start happening and other things start happening. And so it really creates some tremendous opportunities from a perspective of just the, the universe of um, potential deals out there. Well, across all industries during the Great Recession, cash was king, right? Exactly. And if you had cash, it was really hard to spend it because it was sort of a security blanket for a business. So I'm sure uh, people that are multifamily, multi-tenant properties were the same way. It's like, do I really want to take that added risk of spending my cash when I don't know what the future holds. Exactly. Now, now you sell, the Baskin Group yeah. sells the property after you take it through this process? Is That's that- correct. You know, the first step is to obviously do due diligence, acquire the property, close on it. Second is to renovate it, upgrade it, where we put capital improvements in. And third is, once it's stabilized, uh, to hire a broker, market it, and get the best price. And at that time, we looked to sell to a buyer that you know, may not want an older property. They want a property that's renovated and fixed up that's got stabilized occupancy where they can get a consistent cash flow. I don't want to ask confidential questions, but it would seem to me that smart investors might be sitting on the other side of your process waiting for you to deliver them this renovated uh, property. Do you have ongoing relationships with key people that are sort of waiting for you to do this kind of work? We do, and there's there's no shortage of buyers of multifamily properties because the one challenge in the world today is finding attractive yield. And people view uh, apartments today as a great way to get great cash on cash returns, and you've got the upside with improving rents in the recovering economy. Right. So apartments are in high demand by investors today. And they especially like apartments that are stabilized and well-occupied with no deferred maintenance. So, and, and there, there's been articles and talk about how um, we may become more and more of a renter society than a homeowner society. You know, the United States is kind of unique in its level of home ownership, But the, the recession yeah. and student debt, there's a whole bunch of factors that suggest that less and less people may be buying homes. So is that good for your industry? It's then? great for industry. And you touched on a great... Um, kind of point in our cycle demographically, and it's a couple things. One is the millennials, which are the young people coming out of high school and college, uh, a lot of them don't have jobs. So they're living at home with their parents, staying in the basement. They're doubling up with additional roommates. And typically when the economy is good, they get a job, they get a one-bedroom apartment, they move out on their own. And then when they work a couple of years, they get married, they buy a house. And the great housing crash has changed a lot of that for people where they say, I'm not sure I want to buy a home. I'm, it takes a lot of down payment. The banks are stricter today. 
it may not go up in value. And so a lot of younger people have negative experiences to buying homes because they lost money or they saw their friends or parents lose money. And so a lot of uh, younger people today like the flexibility of living in an apartment because if they change jobs, they can quickly move. And, and we're finding a, a shift in America from owning a home was the American dream to maybe I want to be less you know, tied down and be more flexible. Right. Quality of life. Yeah, I don't exactly. need to stress. Or I may just not have the money to buy a house. Right. And to buy a house in Orange County where you know, a home might cost four to $600,000, you're talking eighty dollars to $120,000 down payment. It's hard to get which in. The younger person doesn't have the capital to do that. It's hard to get in. It, it, so i got to ask you then, Jerry Fink, managing partner of the Baskin Group LLC, how can you not make money on every property that, that you invest in? You well, must. Well, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> Sounded, you made it sound that easy. It does, yeah. You've got macroeconomic forces. You've got great uh, supply and demand. You've got buyers. Sure. And I think the, the challenge uh, for us and for a lot of people in our space is it's very competitive. Okay. So, I mean, the secret's okay. out. And <laughs> the secret's out. It, yeah. It, yeah, there's no secret to it. So, and I, I think the one thing about our industry is it's got fairly low barriers to entry. You can buy a, a duplex. You can buy a fourplex. You can buy a, a smaller building. So you can start small. You can even right. start buying a condo. And you can buy it, renovate it, You know, hopefully sell for a profit and buy a, an eight unit. So our industry has a lot of people that aren't necessarily professional uh, owner-operators oh. that have gotten into the business because they may have had a, a job by day, but they want to get into real estate. So there's a lot of competition. Uh, you know, Once you get into the larger properties, the, the competition is you know thinner because you need more capital. Right. Uh, I think the one thing that we're not mentioning is owning real estate, even though it seems easy on the surface, it takes an incredible skill set. It takes a, a team of great operational people to run the property. And it's a, effectively a small business. You've got a... Uh, say a 300 unit building that may have three to five people living there, you know, per unit, you might have 900 to 1500 people living in your community. Mm. That's a small city. Yes. And so it really takes uh, a lot of work and a lot of heavy lifting by, you know, uh, our company and the operational team to kind of push rents, keep expenses low, keep the building full. And so it's it's not as easy as it may look on the surface. Yeah, because it's not a vacant building where you're doing all this renovation, it sounds like, right? You it, want the cash flow to keep coming in, I would assume. So it, exactly. You're so dealing with a lot of people. It, it, yeah. And that's the goal. And you want to, you know, you're always out there trying to find ways to reduce expenses. Sure. To, to raise, it's a business. And right. it's, um, as we tell people, you know, if you were buying a $20 million business, you would have a CEO and a full staff. And, you know, it's not uncommon that an owner buys a $20 million property and, has his nephew be the on-site manager. <laughs> <laughs> on that point, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our our third and final commercial break on Critical Mass Radio Show. Jerry Fink, managing partner of the Bascom Group and one of the co-founders back in 1996. When we come back, we're going to talk about your firm's selection as a finalist for the Ernst & Young of the Year, Entrepreneur of the Year here in Orange County. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back with Jerry Fink after these words from our commercial sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. 
Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, Jerry Fink. Managing partner of the Baskin Group LLC is our guest for this segment. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who are CEOs of middle market firms who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 13,000 shows during the last 30 days, and we appreciate that here, your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Mr. Fink, uh, let's talk about the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year for Orange County. Can you tell us a little bit about the process? Kind of Just give us a sense for what that was like. Well, the process is a couple-month process, and they start with, I think it's 80 or 90 potential applications. And uh, they go out and they visit each firm. So they send a team of five or six people out to your firm. It's a two- to three-hour interview. And from those 80 or 90 applications, they narrow it down to, say, 50 or so uh, potential applicants. And uh, they go through another round of interviews. And uh, you've got a speed dating process where they invite former past uh, winners. And they've got about 20 or so past winners that act as judges. And so that's about a six- or seven-hour speed dating where you spend, uh, I think it's 10 minutes with each judge. And uh, these judges are all entrepreneurs, very successful people. So they're very good at asking the questions to narrow down the pack to the best group. But it's a, a, a tremendous group of entrepreneurs, very successful people. So it was a true honor just to kind of get through that process. Uh, but we made it as a finalist and uh, ultimately got to the, the final night and, uh, you know, became a finalist to the, the award show. And it was a, a a pretty proud moment. So. Okay, now you're you're mincing your words because you said finalist twice, but they're not the same. Okay. What what happened the night of the award? Uh, we didn't win, but okay. uh, we were a finalist, and uh, they had some impressive winners at the the final show. Okay, and what category were you in? Uh, we were in real estate. Okay, and do you think this is something that the Bascom Group will be involved in next year? Oh, definitely. It's uh, as any good entrepreneur, you keep trying and trying until you succeed. So. Right. Because the pe- the competition at that level to- is such, it's so 
I mean, it really is the cream. In oh, my tremendous. Opinion. We got uh, beat out by a company called Auction.com. Okay. And I'm sure you've seen their flyers or websites. They auction off homes and buildings. And a tremendous company, tremendous CEO that runs that company. Um, so I think it, it was an honor to get beat by a, a great company. Exactly. Yeah. And you learn yeah. a lot the first time or the second time through those competitions, don't you? I mean, no, it sounds it, stressful in some ways, too. You know, I, I view it as a great process to go through. We met a lot of great entrepreneurs. Uh, it's very inspiring to see other people that are successful go through it. Yes. So we enjoy the process. We enjoy meeting the judges and enjoy meeting the other um, uh, finalists. So it, it's something we're going to keep doing until hopefully we win it one year. There you go. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, on Critical Mass Radio Show from the lips of Jerry Fink, managing partner of the Baskin Group. Uh, I'd like to ask our guests about their guiding principle. Let me frame it for you. You've learned a lot of business lessons in the years that you've been in business, and certainly since 1996 when you and your partner started your firm. Um, have you have you developed kind of an overarching belief system? I call it a guiding principle, a philosophy about how you lead and grow the business, and if so, can you share that with our audience? Sure. We uh, have always strived to hire people that are smarter and better than we are. So we want to find people that you know we can hire and they can do better things than we can do individually, whether it's a, a better contractor, a better attorney, a better vendor, a better analyst, uh, a, a better asset manager. We try to find people that are have those skills that enhance our skills and are, are better than we are so that our team gets stronger as we bring those people on board. Second is we want to empower them not only with the responsibility uh, to do their job, but the authority to do their job. And so if, they've, if they're running a you know, $30 million asset, you know, which is a tremendous responsibility, we want to give them the authority to make the decisions that count. Hmm. A lot of companies, you get a lot of responsibility, but you have no authority. You know, we want to match the responsibility with the authority. Uh, and third is we want to make our younger people show them that there's a path to success and to wealth. Um, we've obviously had a very successful kind of road during our company and we want the young people to be able to achieve those same uh objectives and and results that we did and so we try to encourage that uh we all of our employees participate in um, the investments and if they succeed we Hmm. share the profit among the team wow that's that's exciting to hear that's great we were talking about employee incentives earlier with dr Tuck from Chapman University, and that sounds like that's right in line with building an engaged workforce. So um, what suggestion, advice would you give an entrepreneur who's considering real estate as a career? And it may not be in your sector of real estate, but you've been all over real estate for a long time. You've seen the good and the bad. Any advice to young entrepreneurs? My advice would be to get your education. So whether it's the, a brokerage license, whether it's taking re- certain real estate designations like the CCIM or other designations, is you know read a lot of books, take the classes, get the designations, get the education first. Second, find a company that is doing what you'd like to do, and work for them mm. and and learn what they're doing. And get the experience kind of on their nickel while you're a young person or just learning out. And uh, third is, you know, find mentors in the business that are successful real estate people and and approach them and saying, I'd like you to be my mentor. And can you help me? Give me guidance. You know, you were a young person uh, or beginning in this world at one point. 
how did you get from point A to point B and right. and help me through that. And I think those are all. Uh, and fourth, I think is you work hard, and whether you work for your company or investor is always strive to outperform and create value. Whether it's your partner, lender, or company, is do something that adds value to them. And if you do that. It's going to add value to that person. Wow. Thank you. That was very thoughtful and well thought out, and that was off the cuff, right? So obviously it's not the first time you've thought about that, and I appreciate you saying that, Jerry. Last question here on Critical Mass Radio Show for today. What's the future hold for the Bascom Group? Uh, The future for the Bascom Group is we want to continue to grow our brand, uh, which means expanding nationally. Okay. Uh, Second is uh, we're entering other markets, so we're... Entering uh, industrial and office oh, and right. retail, and we have an executive suite company. So even though our core business is multifamily, which is apartments, uh, we're in other product types like commercial. And we've done that by finding partners that are experienced in those businesses and uh, uh, lending them our balance sheet, our capital, our track record to get them started so that they can create you know, their version of the Bascom Group and, and we can be a part of it. Hmm. The balance sheet is a really important aspect of your business, isn't it? It is. And I think it's you know, it's great to go out and buy real estate, but you need money to do it. <laughs> and uh, so it's it's the one little missing ingredient is yeah. you need a lot of capital. The dirty secret, huh? The dirty secret. <laughs> and as I tell people, you know, when and Dave, Derek and I started, we didn't have the capital. Uh, but we had a lot of energy and we had hard work and a business plan and you put the three together. And if you find an opportunity, put a business plan together and show that you can execute the business plan, there's a lot of capital out there. And you've got to go find them and pitch your business plan and convince them that you've got a great business plan. But the capital out there, they want to find entrepreneurs. They want to find people that can execute because you know, they may be older, they may not have the resources, you name it. Right. Capital is always looking for an opportunity. Right. And so would you say... Uh that in 2016, an entre- a set of entrepreneurs could do the same thing that you and your partners did starting in 1996. Is there still that opportunity to get into the space and create a business like the Baskin Group? Definitely. And the one advantage to real estate is it's the biggest asset class in the world. So you can go just about any market. You can always find an owner who is not raising his rents. You can find an owner who is absentee that maybe not leasing his units. You can always find an owner that is too cheap to replace carpeting or paint his building. And you can drive down any street in Orange County that's got apartments on it, and you'll see a building and go, man, that is a bad owner. You know, He's got wow. weeds growing in the front yard. Wow. His rents might be 800 for one bedroom, and the market is $1,000 for one bedroom. So the market is so big, and there's so many inefficient and inexperienced or just poor owners that there's always opportunities for the investor to get in and create value. Wow. That's fantastic. If someone would like to learn more about your story, the firm, how do they find the Bascom Group online? Well, you can go to our website, and it's bascomgroup.com. And, uh, how do you spell that? Uh, B-A-S-C-O-M-G-R-O-U-P.com. Okay. Uh, second is you can call us at 949-955-0888. My extension is 11. Feel free to call me. Wow. And uh, you can call me or call anybody else in our office and, you know, Tell them you're interested. Tell them you'd like to learn more about real estate. Perfect. We're pretty open. Tell me the name. How did you guys decide in the name? Uh, the Bascom, well, Bascom Hill is a hill in the center of the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and it's where the business school was located. 
the hill is very steep. It's about a 45-degree walk-up. So if you attended the University of Wisconsin, which you know some people have, it's a very it's a hill that has fond memories of hiking up there and you know sub-zero weather. People <laughs> uh, people will take their lunch trays and sled down it. <laughs> so it's a uh, but it's okay. a center of campus and. and David Kim, Derek Chen, and I all went to school at the business school, and we I thought, it hey, it's the Bascom Group. So Cool. I love that. Yeah. you got to bring the past into the future. That's great. Yep. All right. Well, I want to thank you for being a friend of the program. Thanks for being a thoughtful interviewee, and I've enjoyed having you on the show. Welcome to the Critical Mass community, Jerry well, Fink. Thank you for the opportunity. Our pleasure. Appreciate all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for this show. I'd like to thank our advertisers. for Without them, we wouldn't be here right now. Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design. Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley is our producer. Kathleen Shepard, our guest coordinator. Asia Celestino is our event manager and our marketing strategist. And Melissa Padani is our social media manager. Our VP of Sales is none other than Rose Chamara, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, maybe refer a future guest or advertise. Contact us through criticalmassforbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 